Previously on the Spielman and Hooley We Tackle Life podcast. That was our open for today's show. Spiel's revelation in the midst of us fixing all the problems in the NFL. That we are just two guys in this. <laughs> Didn't that humble you at all, though? Did you just yeah, think? Did you? <laughs> of course it did. It's absolutely right. Not that you ever need humbled. You haven't been humbled enough in your life. I quote the great philosopher Maurice Claret. It's a humbling thing, being humbled. Yeah, it sure is. A humbling thing being humbled. Welcome to the uh, Spielman and Hooley We Tackle Life podcast, a Friday edition. The uh, Clemson game creeps ever closer, and the more it creeps closer, the more excited I get about it, the more I read about Clemson, and the more I reflect on what Ohio State is. Chris, I just I said it uh, Monday. This feels to me like the anticipation I used to have before a big heavyweight fight. Foreman, Frazier, Ali, Frazier. I mean, it's just this is going to be – such a treat. I hope we get a great game. I hope we get a great game. Oh, I think there's no doubt. Yeah. Great quarterbacks, right? Yeah. I mean, Trevor just... Lawrence kind of fell off the map as far as Heisman Trophy and started with eight inter- eight touchdowns and five interceptions. Boy, he's been on in fire. their first three or four games. And then he's 22 and three since. And 22 and three sounds until you stack it up against 40 and one which yeah. is Justin Fields touchdown to interception race. he's really good the whole yeah. team is really good it's going to be it's a great college matchup I can't wait to watch it I, I mean, really you got can't. you got JK Dobbins you got Travis Etienne two guys JK Dobbins averages like seven yards a carry Etienne averages nine uh Buckeyes deep at wide receiver uh Clemson has Justin Ross they're deep Amari Rogers and uh T Higgins uh Defense. They always have their defensive line. You know, they lost all four guys last year, but they say they're the best they've ever been in the back seven. They got a linebacker, Isaiah Simmons, who's the Butkus Award winner, who is some freak athlete. He was a long jumper in high school, a long jumper on the Clemson track team as a freshman before he wanted to devote himself to football. And he supposedly can run with anybody. So they can put him on a wide receiver. They can, you know. Well, he'll be tested. So then we should test that. (laughs) Yeah. So I, I look, it's. It is uh, what college football and what the playoff is trying to accomplish. You have the four best teams, the four most deserving teams, in my opinion, in this playoff. Mm-hmm. You've made a statement on a previous podcast that the committee's job was easy this year. The only uh, complaint is who's one and who's two. Mm-hmm. It doesn't really matter. And, and and I think, of course, if you look at it on paper, LSU has the easier matchup with Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. But I got to tell you, man, um, Ohio State has in front of it the a, a great opportunity. And I'm going to toot our horn here a little bit with the fact that we were the first to say, I think I said it after week one, but this has a chance to be the greatest team in Ohio State history. And it will be if it runs the table and beats Clemson and then beats the winner of Oklahoma LSU. I'm not ready to anoint LSU into the championship game quite yet. Okay. I'm just I I, I just think, think that makes sense. I mean, I think Oklahoma could beat them. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I think Oklahoma has to create turnovers and do and this not get dominated physically, but I really like Jalen Hurts. I think it's a tremendous story and he's a really good player. A really good player that uh and Lincoln Riley can call call a game. And remember, you know, Lincoln Riley mm. can <laughs> with Baker up, Mayfield. Uh, somebody planted a flag here, and there was a coach of that team named Lincoln Riley that understands how to call plays and knows how to attack very good defenses. So uh, I'm excited for the playoff. I'm more excited for this year's playoff than I've ever been for a playoff, to be honest with you. Yeah, five years in. I mean, it's a it's a really good – or was it six years in? 2014, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19. Yeah, five years in. Uh, Clemson has been in every year but one. Are we six years? 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19. Six years. Six years. So Clemson has been in five, the last five years. This is Ohio State's third appearance? Yes. Bama was in the first five, yeah. not in this year. Uh, Oklahoma has been in the last yeah. three Four? Yeah, it's, you know, there's some elite programs yeah. out there, and then there's everybody else. Uh, Hertz turns it over a lot. That's the one thing <laughs> I'll say about Hertz, but Oklahoma runs it very well, and I don't think people value that enough. They really run it a lot. They're not just a throw-it-everywhere mm-hmm. team. Uh, they have the former Ohio State co-defensive coordinator, Alex Grinch. They're playing better on defense. They're clearly the weakest defense 
of the four teams in. LSU's defense was eviscerated by Ole Miss on the ground. Since then, they've gotten some guys back from injury, and they've been pretty good. They're, they're really good on defense. Yeah. They're well coached. I think they have like three uh, first-round picks on defense. Uh, uh, go Tigers. They're LSU. Uh, Ed Orgeron is a really Tigers. good coach down there, and they've got it going on, man. And By the way, they have the number one recruiting class. And coming. didn't they have the uh, Broyles Award winner? Dave Aranda? Yeah. Uh, no, I thought it was the offensive coordinator. Well, Joe Brady? Yeah. I okay. think he won the Broyles Award, which There's recognizes. There's so many awards I can't keep. I, there are too many awards. Like the ESPN College Football Award show was last night. Heisman it was? Is, uh, Heisman is Saturday. I, uh, I didn't even watch it. Yeah. Uh, uh, to me, st- we, I mean, we, we create, it's like the ESPYs. We're creating awards yeah. to award ourselves for doing our job. I mean, to me, in college football, the awards that I pay attention to Heisman Trophy, mm-hmm. the Outland Trophy because it's old school, mm-hmm. uh, the uh, and the but and the Butkus, it, mm. Lombardi, yeah, Lombardi Trophy. <laughs> Let's get that right. Somebody won that. It's on the block of granite, and it wasn't me. <laughs> it was Butch. Yeah, it was the great Butch. <laughs> oh my! Uh, <laughs> when are we going to let that go? Uh never. <laughs> we should never let that go. How many state championships did you win? Uh, two. Okay. How was, about you? I didn't win any. Okay. Got beat by Moeller. By the way, your squad lets you down again. And let me down. Maslin, Washington. Come on, Tigers. No. They, it's, we're public school champions. Yeah. Uh, one of the awards that's been given out, Chase Young, Nagurski Trophy. Bronco Nagurski, best yeah. defender in the country, Chase Young. Okay. Uh, this is the advantage Ohio State has over Clemson. They have a pass rusher, the quality of which, it's not just Clemson, nobody has a pass rusher like Chase Young, but you know, in the past, they've had Cleland Farrell, who blew up Ohio State in 2016. We're all worried about Dexter Lawrence, and holy cow, who's 99? He, oh, he's a freshman. Oh, wonderful. Uh, they had Christian Watkins. You know, they were really good on the defensive line. They don't have the names anymore, but Ohio State has the name now. It's Chase Young. But Chase Young against Michigan and Chase Young against Wisconsin was not the Chase Young of mm-hmm. the first Wisconsin game. Why and what do you see teams are doing uh... with Chase Young? I, I might disagree with you just a tad because I look okay. at it differently. We didn't have any sacks. Yeah. that that's I don't measure everything by sacks. I okay. think sacks are certainly a part of it, but do you uh, do you take up blockers for other guys to mm-hmm. win, your inside guys to yeah. win their one-on-one battles? And Ohio State has certainly effective, strong, athletic inside pass rushers. Boy, Robert uh, Landers and Devon Hamilton are... Yeah. Fantastic. Well, and that's and who's number nine? I keep forgetting his name. Jayshon Cornell. Yeah, I mean, so come on, mm-hmm. I and and I I get it, but I do. There was many times where Chase Young would force a bad throw, force movement in the pocket, disrupt the timing, uh, just have just a, a disruptive pass rusher that can be just as effective that can cause an interception or a bad read. So I get it that the past two games Chase Young has not had any sacks. I certainly see that. Uh, I still think he's a very effective uh, football player. You have to account for him, and he causes stress for offensive coordinators, and he causes stress for offensive linemen. And oftentimes, uh, you have to chip him with a tight end or chip him with a running back. And when you do that, Bruce, it it, uh, keeps another guy in, so it's uh, one less guy to cover down the field. Now, the... uh little inside story here on Chase Young, a little uh, intrigue with the Chase Young thing, is that one of the tackles that he could very well be matched up against at Clemson is uh, Jackson Carmen from the state of Ohio, a five-star, a rare five-star to get away from Ohio State. And he came down to Clemson and Ohio State in uh, December of 2017, and he picked Clemson. And so Jackson Carmen will be blocking against uh, Chase Young, you would think, at some point in time because they like to move uh, Chase Young around. So that'll be interesting to watch. Always is. Yeah. Great players. Great players. Uh, he liked Dabo Swinney and uh, Sweeney and uh, just liked the Clemson program. And that's, you know, well, Dabo did, does a great where, job. Where was Dabo ranked on that top 100? Dabo co- was 23rd, I think. Okay. And Urban was 46. <laughs> <laughs> Urban was 46. Which we covered this Wednesday. You can go I, I back know. and find the podcast. Here's the thing. It's, when you, it's, when it's a you, personal thing. Uh, yeah, I, yeah. I think when you have, when you're going to take a shot at somebody, you got to do a better job of disguising it. First of all, we don't advocate taking shots at people. But if you're going to do a list of the top 150 coaches of all time, 
and you want anyone to take your objectivity seriously, I would argue you cannot have a three-time national championship coach who's the top or second-to-top win percentage coach at all four places he's coached. You cannot have, in the playoff era, by the way, didn't win pole championships. He actually earned them on the field. You cannot have him 46th on your list if you want people to take your list seriously because it's so obvious that had to be somebody on their panel said, well, we're not going to put Urban in the top 10. Are you going to put him in the top 20? No. Are you going to put him in the top 30? No. Top 40? No. Top 50? Okay, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Come on. Begrudgingly? Come on. That's just, right. can't take it seriously. I just had to get that in again yeah, because the more I think about it, the more frustrating it oh, is. Oh, it just lends the, the whole ESPN hates Ohio State theory. That's what everybody Oh, yeah, that, that, hates feed, Ohio State. that feeds into that narrative, yeah. doesn't it? And I feel bad for her because he's going to hear that. Oh, you got Urban 46. Yeah. Well, that's when you're in our job is... As we well know that you uh, you're going to take a, a lot of criticism and and that's just part of the deal. It is all right. Uh, the uh, speaking of being ranked much higher than 46th, your high state hoop squad Spiels is ranked number three going into a Sunday night 6 p.m. ish tip off well, at the barn in Minneapolis. Have the Buckeye Basketeers caught your eye yet? I am not dialed in like you. I'll get dialed in in January. To be honest with you, I haven't watched the game, so I'm not going to sit here and pretend that I did. So I trust you on that. I certainly, I value your basketball opinion more than I do your football opinion. That's fine. That's fair. I would too. <laughs> I value it more Although too. you've, I got to admit, this whole season you've had a strong year. You've had a strong year. Good. You, you're, you're it's a company. I keep. you're one, one step closer to being credible in my eyes. Excellent. <laughs> Well, I've, I got Urban a lot higher than 46, I can tell you that. I got him in my top three. <laughs> but I, I I certainly know your you know, your knowledge for basketball and your passion for basketball is something uh, that I value. So I have not watched Ohio State. I follow you on Twitter, of course, and I've watched some of your tweets during Ohio State mm-hmm. basketball. and. You know, Caleb Wesson, I, I think, is playing really well. Didn't he have four or five three-pointers the other day yeah. or something for a big man Penn like State that? Penn State thought they wanted to let him prove he could shoot. Well, he did. <laughs> so uh, I, I am not dialed in, but I am happy. And once football season and my season gets settled mm-hmm. down a little bit and I'm not meeting and doing all running around the country, I, I will sit down and pay more attention to it. When is the game? Sunday. Sunday night or Sunday, no? yeah, six oh. after six. After six. Okay. So then I'll probably, be back from I'll our probably capital. I won't be You'll back. be in the air. Yeah, I'll be in the air, but I'm gonna start following it and I, I think Chris Holtman, what a job he's done, mm, right? Yes. And it's all about what? Recruiting. So they're getting guys that can score. They're role players. Uh I know that Luther Muhammad was back from who who else is playing? Dwayne Washington. Dwayne Washington. Well, How's he playing? Is very he well. He's shooting it well. Very well. Because I remember last year he was streaky. He's turning it over more than Holtman likes. Okay. Dwayne Washington. But he can score though. Feaster right? famine guy. Yep, not afraid to shoot it. The good. The young kid, E. J. Liddell and DJ Carton are the two most impressive freshmen so far. Are they getting is are they getting a lot of playing yep. time? Super athletic kids and uh really gonna be good players for Ohio State. It's so good. It's, everything it's, looks good. I love it, man. I can't wait. So I'm gonna get dialed. In so, but I, I'm not going to sit here and pretend to tell you I watch because I haven't watched. Yeah, well, they've made three really, they've made three good teams look really bad. I don't know how Did they beat like everybody by twenty or yeah, so. Yeah, yeah, they they pounded Penn State and Penn State is good. Penn but, State is but not but like didn't oh, they pound Penn State Villanova basketball. and some pounded else? Villanova, pounded North Carolina. Yes, and Cincinnati's a you know, decent team and they beat Cincinnati. That That's was always a good when you beat North Carolina. Yeah, yeah. never basketball. bad. Never bad. Didn't they, and they beat them down there. Down there by. 20 plus held what? them. Is North Carolina bad this year, or are we well, that held good? them to 49 points? And there are not many teams that ever do that. Or are we that good? Def- the defense for Ohio State basketball is extremely good. How's yeah. Caleb doing on the member? We on I the defensive end, he's doing much better. Is he he's, prote- I mean, he's not getting like four fouls. In no, the first he can half hedge or... on ball screens and he's agile enough to get out of people's way. And kudos to him. He that young man put in a lot of hard work and uh, it's All paying right. off. Well, I'm, for I'm, him. I'm fired up. I'll, yeah. I'll start basketball season in January. Uh, Redskins Sunday, you have them, D.H. Simba 7 and Terry McLaurin. And who do yeah. they have? Uh, the Eagles. The Eagles. Who won in ah, overtime. Big, and big they overtime have, win they on have Monday. They have so night. many injuries, and there's a big debate. Two more on Monday. 
You know, it's interesting because I've been in a debate, as you well know, with the Lions fans up yes. in Detroit. But it, it it doesn't matter where you go. If you go to Philadelphia, they want to run Carson Wentz out of town. I think and Doug Peterson crazy. too. Yeah, they run. Everybody wants to be run out of town, and, and I get it. And I just I I really like Carson Wentz. I was having this huh? conversation on uh, my drive out here this morning with a writer in the NFL and. They, they want to run, uh, and, and a lot of people in Detroit want to want, run Matthew Stafford out of town. Okay, well, what's your plan? Yeah, what are you going to do uh, what instead you got? of him? What are you doing? What are you going to do? Out, out, Matthew Stafford is 31 years old. Get him out! He's not good enough. He was having his best year of his career, by the way. Carson Wentz is playing with one wide receiver that was brought up from the practice squad named by Greg Ward Jr., who was, of course, the quarterback for the Houston Cougars when they won the All-American Conference. Oh, I remember Greg Ward. So, I, I mean, you know, come on. I, it's just everybody wants to fire everybody mm -hmm. and run everybody out of town. Now, there comes a point in time where I get it, it's a results-oriented business. We all understand that. We all live by those rules. But there's got to be, a, a, if you're going to, say, run Stafford out of town or run Wentz out of town, mm -hmm. how many teams would, do you think the Bengals would sign up for Carson Wentz? In a heartbeat. You think the Bengals would sign up for 31-year-old Matthew Stafford? Uh, they better better be anxious to do so that. So you, you look at it from um, that that point of view, and, and my whole point is when quarterbacks nowadays, I mean, 31, back when I played, was considered, oh, yeah. he's, he's on the downside. Goodbye. See you later. <laughs> he's got four or five more years yeah, in his prime. Because then they could draft Chase Young. They signed those guys in free agency. Uh, the big story in the NFL this week, or one of them, the Patriots were filming something. They said a documentary. Oh, isn't that interesting? Well, it's for their website. Yeah, for their website. Sure. Uh, and they were filming. Now, this was an, a, supposedly an independent film crew, so it's not Patriots in-house staff. They were filming the Bengals sideline at the Browns-Bengals game last week. Right. And, you know. Anytime the Patriots do something, people think they're doing it for nefarious purposes, and I'm not saying they weren't. Well, they're not but taking not the Bengals lightly, obviously. They're not huh? taking the one in twelve now, or one in eleven Bengals, one in twelve. I think Bengals lightly. Uh, what do you make of this? What do you thoughts? I mean, does this? Well, to a lot uh, of people, this confirms they've always been cheaters. Well, listen, there's a history. Yeah, there is. And here, you know, I, I have a, I have a couple things that I can read to you uh, from Tom Pelissaro. Uh My understanding of how this played out, a Bengal scout noticed the videotaping in the Browns press box. He alerted the Bengals executive who alerted NFL security, which spoke to the Patriots employees and obtained the video. They actually had video that was running, and it's for supposedly for an inside documentary yeah, on the it's website. Yeah, called Do Your Job. Eight minutes straight of the signal callers for the Cincinnati Bengals. Mm. Eight minutes straight. That's Eight minutes a... straight. I mean, you know, I, I just, look, I, I always, you know me as much as anybody. I give people the benefit yeah, of the doubt. There's do. more than anybody in this world I think I do. But, I, I you know, this if this keeps happening, right, eight minutes straight of the signal callers. Now, there's... There's multiple signal callers, and there's always, you know, you'll you got people that watch football see the sidelines. You got guys in different ver their signs, mm -hmm. and you got different guys different giving, shirts, different one, hats. One yep. guy's hot, one guy's not, and so, you know, they have the wristbands now, also the microphones. I don't know what the the purpose of that doing is, but it certainly, to me, raises red flags all over the place, and and I would be surprised if there's not some type of punishment Gotta handed down again. You do. Repeat offender. They nail you if you're a repeat offender in other ways. You know, Vontez Burfecht, Miles Garrett, they looked at Miles Garrett as a repeat offender. The Patriots are a repeat offender. They've been hit hard before, lost draft picks, fined a million dollars. Well, so I don't know what I mean, they'll find them for this one, but that that's dumb well, for the Patriots to do that. It, everybody that's a Patriots fan and a Patriots supporter is, oh, it's nothing. nothing. And it, I mean, it's just, it's like you are where you are. It's kind of like on... What the, or where our country is going through an impeachment now. People that want President Trump impeached, nothing changed their minds. People that don't want him impeached, nothing changed their minds. Yeah. That's that's what the polls say. It's almost, it, there was some revelation, and I'm guilty of it too, there was some revelation Wednesday with like an FBI report, and I didn't even read it. But I thought, you know, I should read it. I should be informed on that, what the FBI or the IG or something says. But then I thought, well, I've already made up my mind where I stand on it. And I think most people... 
in almost every issue in our society have already made up their mind, whether it's the New England Patriots or whatever it is. So we don't even really seek to want enlightenment, and that's not good. We should always want to get more information. Well, and the other thing, too, is because of, uh, you know, um, my my whole issue with Lions fans that I've been on Twitter with, and I've, I've talked to you about this, and it's just it's it's more of a, of a, uh, a test or an experiment that I'm doing. Mm-hmm. Everything I say is what I believe. Uh, a lot of Lions fans are calling me a shill for the organization, and they say that I think that Bob Quinn and Matt Patricia, the general manager and head coach respectively, I think they'll deserve a third year, and my reasons are for uh, I have reasons. One is that when Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch took over the 49ers, their first year was 6-10. and 10. They regressed to... Four and twelve. Now they're eleven and mm-hmm. two. Forty mm-hmm. um, ers had injuries, just like uh, the Lions have had injuries. I get it. I just think it takes three years if you're going to remake a roster to give that uh, GM and head coach three years to get it done. Now, obviously, results need to be done, but and some people are, are you know, automatically they go to personal attacks. You know, um, you're no longer yeah, a you lion. Can't be taken you're, seriously. you're a shill. Yeah. Yeah. And my response wants to be is. If I'm a show, I'll tell you what I'll do. I'll give you my paycheck for a year from the Detroit Lions, and you give me your paycheck for a year from the Detroit Lions. Anybody take you up on that No, yet? not yet. I'm going to put that out there, though. And <laughs> we'll see how many people jump at that. You want to share what your paycheck uh, – you're paid by Fox to do the preseason games. I, I think I, they all assume I, you're I'm paid a, by I'm the I'm on Lions. the internet show, and I get a couple hundred bucks a show. But so you know what I what I get uh, certainly, I would be happy to trade paychecks with anybody that thinks um, the only reason I'm saying what I'm saying is because I get a small amount of money from the Detroit Lions to do a six minute hit once a week. Yeah, you're their, making your in, money on off their website, Spielman and Hooley podcast. Yeah, That's your big Lord. royalty check the other day. Yeah, and I'll gladly trade anybody else. <laughs> we, both of us with will. that with that paycheck. Both I mean. of us will. Yeah. But I guess my point is, and I'm kind of doing a social experiment. Um, I don't know why I'm doing this, but I'm doing it as, as a, a faith-based experiment for myself. I'm challenging myself spiritually on to handle things with grace and learning and challenging myself to talk to people and not talk over people. Mm-hmm. Even though when people come at me and you know call me an idiot or... Uh, call me a shill or make it personal, I still want to engage them Mm -hmm. and still talk to them. And I've been sharing this with my older kid. They're all older now. My youngest youngest kid, Leech. I mean kid. (laughs) Just Just kidding. Just kidding. Just kidding. My youngest kid is a junior. But I'm trying to share with him, okay, so if I'm engaging in a conversation with somebody, and in, in this case, it's a lot of people, and they have a strong disagreement with me, I'm trying to train myself and teach myself at 54 years of age to still keep trying to talk to people as opposed to talking over people mm-hmm. or as opposed to getting personal and attacking people because right. nothing gets accomplished, and I was inspired to try to do this uh, by the state of our country in this that we have two sides always talking over each other as opposed to talking to each other. Yeah. So I'm challenging myself to say, uh, I mean, I'm, I'm watch, I watch all the, the political shows, and I'm very, I think, informed politically. I, I, I put a lot of time and effort, and I want to be an informed voter. It's my civic responsibility and duty to be an informed voter, then I form my opinions and I cast my vote. But if, if I'm sitting there saying, hey, I wish you two groups would just start talking to each other and, and come to some type of agreement or agree to disagree, but not be disrespectful and talk to each other because nothing is going to get accomplished if we keep talking over each other, whether it's a debate on immigration whether it's a debate on taxes or a debate on USMCA or whatever it may be, if we're talking over each other, nothing will get accomplished. So I challenged myself to say, okay, Chris, 
If you're going to want people to talk to each other and not over each other, this is the perfect time. I said something that is uh, ticks a lot of Lions fans off. I get their passion. But my challenge was when I'm attacked personally, I continue to talk to the people right. and not over the people. Right. Does that make any sense? Yes, to you? absolutely. That's great but sense, that's, great that's, advice. But I it, wish but, we could get that discourse going. But it, it, but it's it's good. I, I think it's good for me. It's been good for me and cleansing for me because I have to consciously make mm-hmm. an effort to kill the human instinct and competitor in me to go and destroy somebody, which I, you know, I could attack people. Per, but what, at what purpose? Yeah, and it's, you know, we're, Right now, you have young daughters, I have young daughters, and so many times in school and kids struggle with self-identity, and self-identity is a lot of times wrapped up in what you think other people are saying about you. It's a very natural human tendency to elevate yourself by pushing other people down. But if you talk to people rather than over people, and if they disagree with you, not to say, well, you're an idiot, you disagree with me. Well, no, let's talk about our disagreement. Let's see if we can reach a common yeah. ground. Let's see if we can. you can understand my perspective at least. We may not agree, but let's see if we can understand that's, each other's that's, perspective. And, and i got to tell you, Bruce, I mean, I know this is something that you've worked on a lot, over, the, and I've worked on a lot over the years. And what I'm doing here and by engaging in, in this and – continually be told what an idiot I am, but still continuing to talk and have conversations. Um, what I'm learning is to practice what I preach. And, and for me uh, to, uh, well, what's, you know, not turn the other cheek and still continue to preach what I believe, well, even though I, you, I think you, this you podcast, come under attack. This podcast for me has been, good to hold myself accountable and that if I'm going to put my faith out there and I'm going to purport to say, you know, where I stand on certain things, then I need to walk that, not just talk that. So this podcast has helped me uh, hold myself accountable in that regard. You can always email the show with your faith questions, your sports questions, your observations about our content. Podcast at gmail.com. Podcast at gmail.com. This one is uh, from Nick. And Nick says, when did Spiels have a restaurant? Apparently you made a reference on the show to having a restaurant or having an interest in a restaurant. At one point. Uh, back in the 90s. Where in was that? Canton, Ohio. The stables right by Fawcett Stadium. And what it was was that uh, I'm not cut out for the restaurant business, but it was a chance to do something in Canton. And, it, and uh, you know, it was a good experience. Lost a ton of money, but. You know, hey, learning lesson. Very good. Yeah. Another email. <laughs> That's, you know, there you go. That's a nice way of me saying if you, I'm an idiot for getting in the restaurant business. <laughs> That's me calling me an idiot. So yeah. I can certainly can have that, that discourse with myself. Yes. Uh, Stover Farms Custom Meats is not a restaurant business, but restaurants would do well to serve Stover Farms <laughs> Custom Meats. And you can serve it in your home by going to their retail store at 4000 Presidential Parkway in Powell. Vacuum-packed, steaks-fresh, Angus beef from their farm, processed right there in their certified processing center, and brought down to Columbus, North Columbus, and sold right directly to you. So they'll even process your own beef from your farm. Hogs, same deal. They have poultry, pork, and beef, all of it non-GMO, hormone-free, Tell them you're a Spielman and Hooley listener. Say you want the special. Uh, lately, it has been a free pound of hamburger for every pound you buy. I had their hamburger. Man, is it delicious. I've had their steaks. They are phenomenal. I've had buddies get their steaks. I've had other people email us who've uh, taken advantage of the Spielman and Hooley discount. And they've all raved about the quality of Stover Farms Custom Meats. Trevor Stover, the father of Cade Stover, Buckeye linebacker and defensive end. And um, he's going to be a good one. And their steaks are delicious, as is all of their products. So Stover Farms Custom Meats. Here's an email from John. He said, let me say I really enjoy the podcast with you and Chris. I'm a fan and very glad you guys are back. I do think, Bruce, you are very tough on Gus Johnson and Joel Klatt. Fox Sports is just like Fox News. ESPN is uh, so devoted to the SEC and pushing their agenda Fox Sports is the balance. Yes, they push their Big Ten product. But if you say game day and ESPN don't do the same, you would be wrong. It's great to listen to a broadcast in pregame where Desmond, Greeny, and Feinbaum are uh, extolling 
the school up north and hating on the Bucks, I do admit Joel and Gus sound like it's uh, Paul and Jim on 97.1. <laughs> but at least it's balanced compared to most of ABC ESPN's duos. Yes, I, I don't care for their style on doing a game because to me they just make a lot of bold statements and don't say why. And they, they go overboard. Like uh, the example I gave on the air was, or on the podcast, Gus Johnson referred to Chris Olave as one of the best deep ball trackers in America. Now, I don't know how you make such a judgment. How do you nuance a wide receiver skills? If you want to say Chris Olave is one of the best wide receivers in the country, okay, fine. Tell me why. And analysts say why. They don't just say what. And it just seems like every game they do, this is the best this, this is the best this, this is the best... Give me a little bit more depth, please, to your analysis. It's just what my preference is. Right. Uh, well, I think there's preferences for everybody. I mean, we. I, uh, I think I look at it as Gus has a style. That's what his style is. And yeah, I don't mind Gus as much. Clat right. to me is just he just grovels. And yeah. look, Joel's a colleague of yours. I don't want you to go into. I don't, I'm not trying to put you. I'm just answering the emailer, so we yeah. can just leave it there. No, I mean, I, 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 I really think Joel does when he does analysis. I think he does a really good job. They get into big picture stuff a lot, and that that's part of it. But they did Ohio State seven times. Yeah, and so maybe that best beat deep ball tracker is because Chris Olave doesn't drop a lot of deep balls, and he's got caught a lot of deep balls, yeah. and 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 so. And I, I don't know if there's necessarily an agenda. I do think the fact that the product is on their station and it's seven times, and, and you know, I can say this about both guys, and I can say this about the ESPN guys, and I can say this about me, that not one network that I've worked for has ever told me to say one thing mm-hmm. or to push one thing, not one time. I can't say that for others, but for me... Nobody's ever told me to push a product ever or what to say or how to say it. Now, they've told me things that, you know, you got to be careful of, of what you say here or there because, you know, we're it's it's the we're living a very sensitive mm-hmm. age and you got to be careful what you say or how you say it. Like, I think I shared the story with you when I said the adjustment that this team made because they were having trouble against man coverage was a you're going to start running man beaters. Yes, and, and that and, was and people were some raised people, the hackles. Some people were offended, and I said, "Man beaters," and not a, and I. I said, well, "Why?" And you meant man to man defense, yeah. De- uh, and so I designed I, to to defeat man to man defense. I, I thought people would probably get that, um, being that it was a football comment on a football game by a football announcer. But <laughs> yeah, you know, can't do that. Can't do that. Uh, uh, let me say something great about Fox. I thought their highlight of the Jeremy Ruckert touchdown in the Big Ten Championship game was phenomenal. Doble receptor del lado izquierdo, Fields volteando para allá, viendo también el movimiento del campo en el centro. Touchdown, Ohio State. Justin Fields forever. There you go. That's Fox Deportes on the call. Is that Sergio Dip? I don't know. You know Sergio Dip? Doble receptor del lado izquierdo, Fields volteando para allá, viendo también el movimiento del campo en el centro. Touchdown, Ohio State. Justin Fields That's forever. Good. There you go. That's good. I, well, I, Justin Fields, Ruckert made the catch. Go. <laughs> oh. Maradona. There you go. That's uh, Spiels doing his World Cup impression. <laughs> Wait. Somebody's flopping on the field. Time out. Oh, so that's Fox Deportes. That's your flashes of fun. Picture perfect play of the day. Jeremy Ruckert's touchdown in the Big Ten title game. Flashes of fun. We'll take perfect pictures for you. Senior pictures, pet pictures, family pictures. Book online, save 50 bucks. Flashesofun.com to save thousands off studio fees, and they'll do a great job for you. Flashesofun.com. Hey, let's put our, uh, if you want to, let's put our uh, civility. Mm-hmm. Nice word. Uh, to the test. Okay. I understood. I think I saw a one-star review. Was there? Well, let's see it. Uh, let me see if I can find it. On Wednesday, I think I saw it right there. Oh, there it is. Okay, one star. Let me read it. I don't. 
Uh, he says, uh, Chris is a great football mind. While Bruce adds some decent commentary, his rants against Joel Klatt are ridiculous. Oh, another one. Finally, a network starts to back the Buckeyes, and Bruce can't stand it. <laughs> oh, well, the football talk is certainly solid, but Bruce just can't help but finding something negative to talk about. Look, I just it's my preference on a, on a broadcaster. I mean, he's just he's into histrionics and bold statements that he doesn't defend with any factual information. And I just think in his <laughs> position, he should defend it with factual information. That's a one star. One star. Thanks, Paul, I mean, for dragging be, us should, down. It should be at least Paul. Just give at least three stars. That's I mean, the lowest rating ever. So that proves we will read. Yes, the lowest, uh, the worst ratings. So, is there any more? Um, here's a two. Yeah, read a two. Oh, it's another one that loves me. <laughs> uh, this podcast gets a much higher rating when Chris is on it. It's tough listening to Hooli drone on. <laughs> I agree with that. It is hard listening to me drone on and on and on. You should try it. If not for his NFL schedule, he'd be here every single time. Do you, you imagine his what, what his wife and kids have to go through? Yeah, exactly. No, you. Pray for him. Pray for him. <laughs> See what else we got paging down through here. A lot of five stars. That's nice. Uh, we'll read the, we read the two and the one. Yeah. That's right. Read the four. Uh, da, da, da. Let me see if I can find a four. The, right, uh, one more down. One more right, down? No, one more up. Up, up, up. Okay. On your left. Far left. There you go. That's a five. Oh, there's a four. Yeah. Love Spiels. <laughs> and we already read this one. Let's oh, read it again. I can do without Hooli and his... Vi- this is the one, the MAGA guy, the guy we talked about the other day, the I'm a Buckeye, the one who said don't mix the faith and sports. Oh, we read that already? Yeah, it's the one oh. we did 12 minutes on the other day. All right. Yeah. Okay. The man... He- Called me out on Matthew 6 that I shouldn't share my faith publicly. But he gave us four stars. The one guy gave us one star. Harsh greater. Hey, because you messed up. You, you know we what? finally got positive coverage for Ohio State That's football, right. and you're screwing it up, Bruce. I am screwing it up by voicing my love for Ryan Day and Jeff Halfley and Justin <laughs> Fields and all that. Not JK, a, but man. I just can't love Joel Klatt yet, so... <laughs> I still got. I still got to grow. Joe's an honorary Buckeye. I mean, he definitely like. should be. He should get a ring <laughs> yeah. if they win a championship. What about Gus? Gus too. JK all day. Go get it. Come back with it. Same thing over, <laughs> over and over again. Hey, dude, you're doing a game seven times. I I want to get, but I do want to say this. Okay, here's the rule of broadcasting, and I get this call all the, every week from a legendary producer who's like a consultant. Mm-hmm. He said, "Chris, you can never say it enough." Because the problem is some people think that um, or announcers make the mistake that people already heard what you said. If you have a great point, beat it to death because there are new people watching. And some people think because Gus and Joel have done seven Ohio State games, but there's new people watching. And the rule is you have to do the game like nobody's watched I get it, it before. Right? We're you in radios. They always told us in radio, a three-hour show, do a one-hour show three times. Yeah. And we never did that, but that's what we were told to do. <laughs> and why we have a job and where, where are we now? Yeah, we're in two guys in a basement. <laughs> Tweeting and telling the world. That's right. Tell all them. the answers. Starting our NFL consulting business <laughs> called Two Guys in a Basement. <laughs> Uh, but we're having uh, fun. Yeah, yeah. Uh, quickly on the Browns. They are at the Cardinals. I don't think anybody's seen more Cardinal games, in, at least in the national realm, than you have. Uh, better watch yourself, Brownies, in Arizona. I'm telling you what. They could uh, they could lose that game. Yeah. they. I mean, Cardinals are they're 3-9-1. Uh, they got a young quarterback, obviously, in Kyler Murray. I think he's a franchise guy. Defensively. They have some issues, and so the offense of the Browns uh, could get it going. I think offensively, the Browns, a guy that's really impressed me, and it's interesting, I never hear him complain or never hear him about him in the headlines at the training room, is Nick Chubb. I think Nick Chubb is a player, man. Yeah. You were right on about him, by the way. Once um, in a while. Thank you. Yeah, no, you were. And so... The Browns have have not been mathematically eliminated from the playoffs, but you know I I just I want them. Uh, and it's the same thing. Get get just get out of your own way. And you know, do you think Odell? I want to ask you this: Do you think Odell Beckham is good to be on this roster or bad to be on this roster? I would trade him. What but about I was going to ask you today? 
It wouldn't crush me if they traded them both, but I think that's a tough thing to do. I think Landry can... It's a lot of production you're getting rid of. That is true. I, I didn't think they needed Beckham. I made that point on Monday's podcast. I didn't think they My did question is, um, what is Odell Beckham's worth on the market? Veterans get devalued. Now, he's signed, I don't know exactly how long, but he's signed, I think, for a fair amount of time. I was trying to think who would have, I mean, you can all use a talent like that. I thought the two names that leaped to mind, New England, because they could fold him into their culture. Yeah. Can't trade him now. It's past the time. But the other thing is on the offseason. Yeah. The other team that I thought would sure kick the tires would be the Dallas Cowboys. Here's, here's well, you got to pay Amari Cooper. I know you do, yeah. but I'm just saying it, star power, Jerry, you know, Dallas. Here's the thing. Or the Dolphins. I, I mean, this is what John Dorsey and Freddie Kitchens and the Haslams have to ask themselves. Do we want a guy that doesn't want to be here? Yeah. Is he worth a – is he a one because his value is depressed by the fact that everybody knows he doesn't want to be there and because of his off-field baggage – and stuff. I mean, he I, does I, play hard. He's not the. He's not Antonio Brown. He's not that. Yeah, he but he does the, have. Cha- there are challenges having Odell Beckham. Yeah. There are markets he doesn't want to play, and I knew he was never going to want to play in Cleveland. Uh, Green Bay. He don't want to live in Green Bay. Oh, he don't want to live. In, he don't want to live in Buffalo. Aaron you know. Rodgers and yeah, Devontae Adams. Wow. But I'm just saying. That's scary. There are some mark. You know, like he, L.A. market. Maybe San Diego, uh, Miami. He'd be happy in the town. The team. I don't know. <laughs> What is his value? Like, is it you're definitely going to get a one for him? You're going to get a one and more for him? I, I can't imagine you get two ones for him. Well, I, I I don't know. I I don't know. I I really don't know. What what did the Browns give up to get him? Well, they remember? traded like Kevin Zeitler and Jabril Peppers, and they you know they traded. A, did they get they traded a draft? one? They traded know, a one. There was a one in there. Oh for, yeah. Oh yeah. I don't think I think that's obviously overpriced, and you're not getting the production. I don't know how much of the injuries affected his production. I don't know how many targets he's getting. I'll have to check with Doctor Mayfield on the proper way to treat the sports hernia. <laughs> what are you laughing about? It's just a funny line. It's obviously been mishandled in the training room. <laughs> They're a little salty in the training room up there from going. They just got over the stink of years Mercer. and years ago having staff infections at the turn of a hat, and now Baker's, Baker's telling them they don't know how to treat a sports hernia. <laughs> you know what? Show up for minicamp and be in shape. Maybe you won't have a sports hernia. Uh, Bruce, you're Browns, man. You're back on them, though. I love it. I love the fact that you jump back in, quit. man. I can't quit them. You're looking up the what the deal was? I am looking up what the deal is, yeah. Um, so... I just, they, I think it was, was too a, much what they gave it up. It was a luxury. He, they, they didn't have problems scoring last year. So that's, uh, how about putting the terms of the trade <laughs> yeah, in here? Yeah. That would be nice. I don't have to page all the way down to the bottom to find it. Uh, Giants gave Beckham a five-year, $95 million contract in August, moving on less than a year later. That story does not have the terms of the trade in it. Unbelievable. <laughs> Fail. Try again. Uh, try again. Uh, now there's already stories on Google teams that make sense for Odell Beckham in 2020. Um, exchange for Beckham, the Giants received safety Jabril Peppers as well as first and second round picks. So wow. Zeitler must have signed for uh, yeah. signed as a free agent. agent yeah, uh, that's uh, that's a lot to give up. A and one and a two in Jabril Peppers. Who was a one? And you know, right now they're not getting obviously the value. And again, I don't know if that's injuries or what the case may be. Uh, it's going to be an interesting offseason for the Browns, and and when they be interested in how if they everybody just kind of talks football, mm-hmm. you know. And you, it was interesting that earlier in the week, I think it was Monday, where you texted me that Kirk Cousins, quarterback of the Vikings, was going to be on. Dan I said Patrick. he's going to be on Dan Patrick. At and my text back to you was okay. Well, you know, Kirk really doesn't say anything. And your text back to me was exactly what a no, franchise. My text, no, your that was your text to me. My text oh. was just like a good franchise quarterback should. Yeah, and you said exactly. <laughs> yeah. Take so, a lesson, Baker. I, I'm I'm just interested in watching this offseason and let's see if everything is toned down a little bit and they reevaluate and have some type of leadership that steps in before these guys leave and says, "Look, this is." Hopefully, we all learn from this. Mm-hmm. 
And here's going to be our uh, philosophical approach moving forward about what we talk about and what we don't talk about. And what's important to us is, is it shoes and watches and hats and T-shirts and every other little thing that can be a distraction to winning. I'm not saying they lost because of one of those things. But when those things continue to add up, it eventually infects like a staff infection. <laughs> it doesn't help. Like we were talking on Monday. I couldn't resist, yeah. Yeah, we were talking on Monday about did what Urban said at halftime of influence. the... Did it influence? We don't know. But sometimes the way to answer a question is to ask the question differently. And so the way we asked the question differently about Urban was, well, could it have helped? No, it couldn't have helped. On, on the Browns... You can say, oh, that visor had nothing. Freddie's T-shirt had nothing to do with it. Odell, this had nothing to do with it. It's just, it's just okay, constant. Okay, so can't, does it help you? Does it help you? No, it doesn't help you. Well, then that's up to you to decide. If it's not helping you, is it hurting you? So, I don't know. Uh, as we transition out of here and the Spiels heads to Washington, the faith portion of the podcast, I would just say um, – We've had evidence on the reviews that uh, the kind of guy that I have been in my life has followed me to this point. I wish I could go back and change it. I can't. Uh, I have created images in people's minds of how I am, and a lot of those images are justified. I understand why those are there. I own that. I don't own it proudly. I'm doing my best to change it and to be a different person through the power of Christ in me. So all I can do is be different forward. I can't be different in reverse. Uh, I would love a second chance, but I don't, I'm not owed a second chance. If you're inclined to give me a second chance on some things, wonderful. If you're not, I understand it. But one of the things I'm trying to do differently going forward is to take advantage of the opportunities I have to be an encourager to people. I try to discipline myself in the mornings during my quiet time. If somebody's on my mind, I try to send them a text and let them know I'm on my mind. If I'm praying for them, I try to let them know that. It's one thing to tell people on a Sunday at church or out and about when you see them or if you talk to them in a conversation, hey, I'll pray for you. It's another thing, I think, to let them know at the time, I am praying for you right now. I'm praying for you right now. So I reached out to a buddy uh, today that I have not seen for a while and I just let him know, hey, I'm thinking about you. I miss you. Your friendship's a blessing in my life. All of us have phones. All of us have a phone list. Just my suggestion would be if somebody comes across your mind, you're thinking about them, you want to wish them well, um, if you do it in that moment, you won't forget it. And it'll brighten their day, it'll lift them up, and it'll encourage them. So that's where we are with that. Because I think that's Christ, I think that's what Christ is calling me to do at this point in time. So that's my contribution to the So I mean um I think that you're being a little harder on yourself, but I also think you're a humbled man and there's nothing long wrong with being humbled. I think when I look back and work with you all these years in myself included it's how we respond to people do we respond in a christ-like manner or do we respond with i'm right and you're wrong and i'm gonna beat your rear end and shove it down your throat until you believe what i'm saying and how dare you attack me and my credentials and what i know and all that stuff so i think we've both learned uh because we actually test ourselves and put ourselves in situations. We're not afraid of conflict, but we're also uh, not afraid of having mud slung mm -hmm. our way. So how does that relate to a, a faith base? Well, you think about it. On, what, uh, on Monday, Jesus is being hailed as a Hosanna, king and a Hosanna. hero. And king of the world, and yeah. thank God you're here, the savior of the world, and then on Friday he's being nailed to a cross. Mm -hmm. So we understand, uh, but you have to have the courage, and you did, which a lot of people don't, in the insight to make a conscious decision to change, not, not who you are as a person. Everybody that knows you knows you're a great person and that you're a loving husband, that you're a loving father, that you're a giving man, that you're charitable, and that you have deep uh, passions about things you believe in. So 
but what you, where I think you have changed is that, okay, there's a better way to spread my message. And it goes back to 1 Peter 3.15. Be prepared to give a reason for the hope that you have, but you do it with patience and love and kindness, that the hope that you have in Jesus Christ. Well, we, we can give, you can take that, Outside of preaching about it, you can take that on how you do your job. You can yeah. take that on how you communicate with your wife, with your kids, with your coworkers. You, sh- you should. That's with, what you're called to do. With our listeners. And so it just goes to show you, us and me, as an example, I mean, one of these things, one of this this Twitter challenge that I did with myself with Detroit Lions fans was partly inspired by you because I see how you respond. Like some... Some reviews or some things you get on Twitter, you know, your response is much better than it would have been back when we first started at 1460, mm-hmm. the fan on AM radio, when in commercial breaks, there was so much anger coming out of you yeah. on on the, in the emails. And it was a beautifully written <laughs> email within two minutes of maybe three or four pages. And yeah. I, I don't know, I don't know where that anger came from, and but I do know now. I do know that humility is a good thing, and contentment is a good thing, and that peace has come through humility, which it does. And so, with that being said, I will read this to you. And this is out of Psalms. Many are the woes of the wicked. But the Lord's unfailing love surrounds a man who trusts in him. And so when you put trust in God, then unfailing love will surround you. But if you're wicked, these woes will continue to attack you. It's that simple. Very true. Very true. So, yeah, uh, we are very appreciative of all of you who listen, uh, of all of you who uh, appreciate the faith portion of the podcast. And... We hope you have a great weekend. We'll be back on Monday to talk about the Heisman Trophy. And anything else new we have on Ohio State Clemson, reflect on the Browns and the Bengals. So thanks for listening. Appreciate it. Have a great weekend. you